You're listening to a podcast series from Vietcetera Production. Vietnam is forecasted to be one of the fastest growing economies in Southeast Asia and the world. To understand the dynamics behind Vietnam's miracle growth, Vietcetera meets with business leaders every week to discuss the country's future growth prospects. We also learn about how they build and manage teams and why they think innovation will be key to Vietnam's role in the world order. What's up, guys? It's your host, Hao, here. In today's episode of Vietnam Innovators, we are joined by Bao Nguyen, the country manager at Salesforce. The cloud-based software company provides customer relationship management services to the likes of Spotify and Amazon Web Services. The company's run of at least 20% annual revenue growth is expected to continue, helped by the recent merger with Slack announced last year. An experienced executive with a background in fintech, digital, banking, insurance, and investment, Bao joined Salesforce Vietnam about six months ago. The global public cloud software as a service market doubled in size since 2014, reaching almost 200 billion US dollars in 2020. Together with a platform and infrastructure, SaaS is one of the main categories of cloud computing. Emerging markets like Vietnam are starting to want to understand data and digital transformation. And this is where Salesforce and other players offer a solution. So let's welcome Bao to the show today, and let's talk about how Salesforce's regional strategy and its bigger push towards the cloud and what that means for Vietnam's companies. But before we begin, we'd also like to extend a big thanks to our sponsors, health tech startup GeoHealth. GeoHealth is known for their innovative products and services to improve the healthcare system in Vietnam. Drop by a visit to one of their new smart clinics at M Plaza in Ho Chi Minh City for the latest or download their mobile apps on the App Store or Google Play for more. What's up, guys? It's your host, Hao, here at the Radio Room here in Ho Chi Minh City at the Vietcetera office. Welcome to another episode of Vietnam Innovators. Uh, Again, we're really, of course, grateful that all of you listeners and followers are tuning in for these episodes about the future of business and and the role that uh, that Vietnam has in the global order. And going along those lines, uh, we're very happy to invite um, one of our dear friends, and my friend personally too, I've known Bao for a number of years since I moved to Vietnam actually. Uh, his name is Bao Nguyen. He's the country manager of Salesforce. Um, for those of you in Vietnam, um, you probably know that Salesforce uh, has not been here too long, um, but they're making big waves and we're excited to hear more about what Bao has to share. Uh, but Salesforce, of course, is a uh, hundreds of billions of dollars, I've lost track at this point, company uh, based in the U.S., um, and they've done remarkable things over the last few years and very newsworthy things, too, including uh, such as acquiring Slack, uh, a team communication tool. Um, and, and beyond that, of course, just continuing to expand, especially internationally. So, Bao, turning to you, thank you for joining the show this afternoon. I know you're a very busy man. I think we had to reschedule this like four times, uh, but we're finally here. And um, we're very excited to hear. And not only myself, but also our listeners, um, they've kind of commented quite a few questions for you this afternoon. So we're very happy to share those today. Welcome to the studio, Val. Thank you for having me, Hal. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, you know, kind of going straight into it, um, country manager of a big uh, American SaaS company. That's There's not many of you guys out there. Um, there's only so many of these kind of big tech companies in Vietnam. Um, we, of course, love to hear more about the business strategy and what you're doing here. But before I jump into that, let's just hear about you. Like, what what have you been doing in Vietnam the last decade or two that you've been here? I, I don't know at this point, but um, please introduce yourself. Thanks, Hal. Uh, I've been here, wow, 16 years. Mm. 
And I've done different things, started in fund management, then I moved to private banking, then to fintech recently, and now SaaS. Mm. So uh, it's been an interesting journey. I've learned a lot, met a lot of great people. Um, one of the things that I think I've learned a lot uh, most is relationships. I think uh, my network and my relationships has helped me succeed here in Vietnam. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, you've you've gone from, uh, you spent many years over various companies and Salesforce is the newest one. So we're all very curious as to what you guys have to, to share to our audience today. Um, and it, you know, my first question for you is, is why Vietnam? Why now? Why has Salesforce decided to invest in, in, in Vietnam, appointing you and also hiring? But I also hear you're opening a new office here soon. So what are some of the reasons behind that? Well, Salesforce is, uh, uh, is very uh, keen on Southeast Asia. Mm. And Vietnam, obviously, is one of the tigers of Southeast Asia. And with the myriad of MNCs and SMEs here and focusing on digital transformation, I think our tech is poised to help all these companies evolve. Um, so it's, it's the right time. Uh, I'm excited to join the team. I'm, I'm new. I'm only six months in. Mm. Uh, but so far, so good. Excellent. Six months, it's like a lifetime, though, in this business, isn't it? <laughs> yes, so, it feels like six years. Yeah, Thanks. Yeah, six years. <laughs> Especially, are you, you're like one of the first kind of leaders of this organization, I guess you could say, in the capacity that you're in? Not yes. just like focusing on sales, but general management of Salesforce. Yes, that's right. So I'll be the first GM that uh, Salesforce has appointed for this country. Got it. High expectations, probably. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> for Al. yourself, too. <laughs> yeah. We're very cool. Um, and, you know, that's a bit of a departure, I guess, from how most companies look at Vietnam. Uh, these big Fortune 500 companies, they prefer to operate um, regionally. And I'm sure you have some instances of that. But to hire a GM, you know, open an office here, that's another level. Um, maybe you can kind of share, you know, what 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 kind of signals does that mean for Salesforce in Vietnam? And what are the key areas of investment to come, you think, in the years to, uh, to come? Well, we don't have plans to open the office this year. Mm -hmm. We're moving towards that for next year. Mm -hmm. uh, but certainly... Um, we do have regional support, not only in Singapore, but Sydney, uh, Tokyo, mm -hmm. uh, of course, San Francisco. Uh, so we're, we're excited. We're poised. Uh, one of the things that I'll be looking for is strong sales, entrepreneurial-minded people to join my team. Mm -hmm. um, I also am looking for to build our Salesforce capabilities. Um, and as you know, Salesforce has its own ecosystem of solutions. So we need to build that capability on the ground. Mm -hmm. And I believe that Vietnam is poised for that. The the high readiness level of the engineers, the developers in Vietnam, as you know, is extraordinary. And for them to implement our tech stack is much quicker than we've seen in other markets. Are they familiar with the tech stack? Yes, they, they are. Okay. We have a community already mm -hmm. um, for a couple of years now. So mm -hmm. they've been very excited to, to hear that we're officially here. Um, and I've just been uh, totally impressed with how quickly they're able to implement. Excellent. Um, and aside from just integration and, and getting an office and those kind of things and, and sales, uh, oh, talking about the sales side, is it? Um, do you find that there's talent in Vietnam that can support the demands of coming like Salesforce? Are people familiar with SaaS selling uh, on both sides of the equation? Uh, it's challenging. Mm -hmm. uh, it's new. SaaS is uh, it's been here a while, but. As you know, it's not the easiest uh, solution to sell. Uh, but in a, in a concurrent strategy that we have, in addition to salespeople, is resellers. Mm. So we also have a, an ecosystem of resellers that I'm working on building. Uh, I want to focus on about three to five. Mm -hmm. um, and they have a couple of different models to choose from. They can be a consulting reseller. They can be a fulfillment reseller. Or they can be a full cloud reseller, which basically means a true partnership mm -hmm. uh, with the, the mothership. 
So when you say reseller, is that somebody, let's say, that's already providing, let's say, cloud computer, uh, cloud services to a, a company, they then will sell other cloud-related solutions? Is that what a reseller is? Kind of. Um, they're typically a tech company, mm. uh, and that has some capability already in terms of Salesforce, mm. but they will actually be able to market our products uh, as if they were one of our own salespeople. Mm. I see. Uh, but they would control the, the P&L on their mm. own side because it's their own company, mm. uh, but with our support, you know, obviously from San Francisco. Okay. And uh, where does the breakdown of kind of revenue come from right now? Direct or, or resellers? How does that? A hybrid of both. A hybrid of both. Yes. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Um, and, you know, I guess my next question is related to sales and, and that's measuring how much you guys invest in here. How fast is Salesforce growing? Maybe you can paint that picture a bit better. What kind of accounts are you guys winning? What kind of big milestones are you achieving? If you can share any of those milestones. Sure. Well, we have um, a few of the bigger uh, conglomerates mm-hmm. in Vietnam already. We have Vin Group, mm-hmm. we have OMG, OneMap Group, we have Vietnam Airlines, uh, we just signed Tiki, mm-hmm. uh, Sendo, Shopee. So we have nice uh, cadre of logos, but certainly I'm looking to build that even further. Um, one of the things that people are curious about is how can we help? And I think uh, one of the things that uh, I always talk about when I meet with the CEOs is really in three ways. One, I can help you increase your revenue and ROI. Mm-hmm. Two, I can help you increase the effectiveness of your salespeople, um, your customer service team, and your marketing automation initiatives, their performance marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and three, lower your IT costs because cloud, as you know, is a little bit cheaper than on-prem mm-hmm. solutions. So uh, when when they hear these three things, they get very excited. Do, they, do you find that these new prospective clients already have solutions or none at all? Like digital transformation as a whole, is it already in action when you come to them or is it when at the very beginning? Usually they don't have it yet. Mm. Um, they're using old school Excel, yeah. yes. Uh, or they have a uh, in-house uh, solution that they've kind of, uh, a proprietary solution that they've made and they've outgrown. Mm. Mm. Gotcha, cool. Well, lots of uh, fertile ground to, to conquer the SaaS landscape then. Let's hope so. <laughs> Let's hope so. Uh, you know, and, and Bao, you know, I kind of mentioned it earlier today. Um, I hinted at it. Um, you know, a name like Salesforce, people are very curious. And, and obviously you've been in the market uh, working here for, for decades at this point. 15 <laughs> 15 years. years. <laughs> um, people are very curious when someone like you moves to a new company. Um, so we kind of put it out there on LinkedIn and all these other channels that you were coming into the studio. A lot of people are very curious. Some of these people you probably already know as well, and many others that that you don't know. Um, and we got quite a number of questions from these listeners. So um, we're going to play a few. Um, we only have time for two, like we usually do in all of our podcasts. But um, we're going to play the first one for you right now. Sure. Hi. What Salesforce ecosystem tools that are most widely adopted in Vietnam? So that's from uh, one of our followers, Zoe, a uh, very sweet lady that always calls in. <laughs> Um, you know, when, when we reference the ecosystem, I mean, I've lost track of how many brands Salesforce has acquired and built. <laughs> Maybe you can, uh, Slack being the most recent one. Maybe you can talk about what those solutions are and what, what are they doing? Sure. Um, we take a 360 degree approach and with the customer being in the center. So around them, uh, if you can envision kind of a circle and, and you in the middle, for example, there's sales, there's service, there's marketing, there's analytics, which is Tableau. Mm. Um, there's also bespoke industry plays that we're helping out with some companies like telco, media, utilities. 
So for example, I mentioned earlier to help with their salespeople, we have Sales Cloud, which enables the, the CEO or the head of sales to monitor activity on their smartphone of what these people are doing every day. So it's is that, a real is that what time. you're doing every day? I am going <laughs> to do that right after this. So I am, I'm able to check exactly what my salespeople are doing every day. It's mm. real time mm. uh, and ha- tracking them towards their KPIs. So mm. that's sales cloud. Mm. Service cloud is more integrating into their customer service interaction. So mm. how are they being, how are they measuring the, the value of getting back to the customer once they've already acquired that customer? We're finding out that a lot of companies now are very worried about maintaining and upselling. So our service cloud solution helps with that. Mm. And finally, the third most popular one, Zoe, is the marketing cloud. Uh, so that's to help with the performance marketing, marketing mm-hmm. automation initiatives. Mm-hmm. We have a whole suite of products like Pardo that can help the marketing teams really track those campaigns and make sure that their revenue is realized. And how about some of the new ones? You know, people are very curious about Slack. I'm sure there's a global integration plan. Yes. Is a channel like that service popular in Vietnam yet? Is it emerging? It's emerging. Uh, we're currently using it now. We've mm-hmm. integrated it with us internally. So mm-hmm. we are now moving away from what we used to use um, called Chatter. Mm-hmm. And now we're using Slack. But before that, we have to get used to it first. And then we'll roll it out to the public. Better understand your own product and yes. how it works at a large scale and, and vice versa. Yes. Very cool. So out of all of those, I mean, thank you for sharing. But in, in Vietnam, what what are the most popular and most widely adopted ones uh, locally. To I would context. say that those three I mentioned earlier, the mm-hmm. sales, service, and marketing cloud mm-hmm. uh, are the basic three cloud solutions that most companies are going after first. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, as they evolve, then we'll bring in Tableau, which is a data visualization tool, mm-hmm. Heroku, which helps them build their own apps, et cetera. So these are some of the M&As that you mentioned earlier. So once you're in the ecosystem, you just get sold all around you, but hopefully providing value. Based on needs. Incremental value. <laughs> That's great. No, I mean, that's how ecosystems should work. You have scale, you have integration. So adding these new services will, will allow for a future scale. Um, awesome. Well, that was that was the first reader question that we have. We have a second one. So okay. we're going to play that one now. Um, let's give it a ring. Hi, what brand awareness challenges do you have in Vietnam? What activities is your team looking to initiate in the coming year? So, uh, I'm not surprised from to ask that question because Salesforce, like we mentioned, you're the first GM and per se to, to be leading the overall organization, not just sales. Of course, that being a principal feature. But I remember when we first met, you joined Salesforce a few months ago. You you were talking to a CEO of a bank and he was he didn't know what Salesforce was, uh, which is heartbreaking right? because <laughs> this is a massive company in the U.S. But yeah, in Vietnam, um, obviously no marketing has really been done here or awareness building, but that obviously, hopefully that's changed over the last few months that you've been around. Um, what's happening? What, what is that awareness level and what are some things you're doing to improve it? Um, you have a good memory, Hal. <laughs> I think I was telling you that in private, but um, uh, the, the branding needs to be much better. Mm. Uh, and that's part of the reason why they, they asked me to join mm. uh, and really to do more things like this. Uh, more interviews, more panel discussions. Uh, I'm even looking at some uh, out-of-home advertising mm. uh, in that we need to increase the branding awareness because once, as I shared with you earlier, once they learn what we can do, the tech, mm. they're very excited about it. Uh, but we first have to show them what it is uh, and then to know that they have a big support of a big mothership behind them in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the big challenges I have this year mm-hmm. is to uh, increase our branding and awareness. Got it. So a lot of the the accounts that you guys are onboarding and helping succeed and use the platform, 
Um, do you find that they're coming to you? Are they like maybe you've just started and obviously, you know, a ton of people in Vietnam. They're like, oh, what you know, Salesforce is finally here. Let's go talk about how are they coming to you guys in the first place? Um, it's a little bit of that and a little bit of us reaching out. Mm -hmm. um, it's not that easy <laughs> to, yeah. to uh, implement these big solutions mm -hmm. because um, it's company wide mm -hmm. and it's not... Um, uh, easy to to implement uh, so we have to have a whole t we have actually a team in singapore that's outreach so they're called um, business development representatives mm -hmm. so they're doing a lot of the initial outreach and then they pass it on to my local sales team mm -hmm. and my reseller team and then myself i actually go out all the time mm -hmm. uh, and meet ceos and chairwomen and chairmen and it's share like a startup and share the vision <laughs> You're just exactly hustling. yes yeah. exactly which i like which yeah, i yeah. like so, Bao, you know, um, it's great that you guys are building a team here. You have um, more resources on the ground to kind of serve your clients and partners. Um, what about the resellers that you mentioned earlier? I mean, they've been here for years and I, I assume, you know, you've provided support over the years and now you're here. How are you balancing the interests of those parties now that you have your direct sales team, your direct integration teams uh, with the resellers? How's, how's that breakdown look? Yeah, like I mentioned, there's three ways that they can engage with us. Mm -hmm. They can continue to be uh, what are called consulting uh, mm -hmm. system integration resellers, where they basically do the implementation of the tech, or they can take it to another level called fulfillment reseller, mm -hmm. where they can really in, in share share some of the revenue of the sale. Mm -hmm. And then the third, which is the most evolved model, is the cloud reseller, mm -hmm. where they can actually have their own PNL, their own price book, if you will, and make their own margin. Uh, so it's really a menu up to them. Mm -hmm. uh, like I mentioned, I really want to focus on three to four cloud resellers mm -hmm. and really scale the business that way. Yeah. So instead of divvying it up with like 10 or 20, you just focus on the big guys who um, have a track record of implementation, selling, really being successful. Um, for, the, for the clients that choose to work with resellers or, or are working with resellers, um, now that you are in the market, are, are they shifting to you guys necessarily or are they staying with the, the resellers? Um, they will, the resellers will bring me in, mm. uh, and I will help close the deal. Okay. Uh, with Just them. improve the whole process yes. and system. And, yeah. Cause general. I want the, the client to see this as, as one, team one team, one family, yeah, yeah. uh, which mm. has been working out well. Okay. Perfect. Um, well, excellent. And you know, this is a more broad question and we touched upon a few of those things, but I, I'd love to hear about, uh, those challenges. You know, you're talking about some of the good stuff. Obviously awareness is a challenge there. Um, I like to call them opportunities, uh, but opportunities, challenges, what are they? Maybe you can bullet point a couple of those for Salesforce in Vietnam. Yeah. So I think one is the branding and awareness, which we've already addressed, which I think things like this will help. Mm. Uh, and I will get out there more. I've been kind of focusing in-house first, but now I want to start getting out more. Hence mm -hmm. why we're here today and we yep. had to reschedule. Sure. Um, the other thing is building capabilities. And I've been working with a lot of universities lately to help build Salesforce capabilities in-house by doing um, really free uh, lessons. And we have an online thing called Trailhead. You mm. might you might not know. Mm. Um, so I've been working with a few universities, also partnering with some U.S. universities to offer this curriculum to third and fourth year students. Mm. So I'm excited to talk about that maybe at another podcast. I can mm -hmm. share more. Um, <laughs> this is your only one. No, oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> talk about Trailhead. What is, what is Trailhead? Trailhead is an on -learning online learning platform that we have. It's what is it that you guys don't do? 
Oh, uh, <laughs> we don't do uh, media sales like you. Um, so uh, we're excited about that. Uh, and I've talked, I can't share the universities yet because we haven't officially signed, yeah. but uh, I've engaged with two or three already and they're mm-hmm. excited. And this will help us build the capability on the ground mm-hmm. and students. And hopefully once they graduate, there's, there's a place for them to start working. Awesome. So you're, you're kind of starting where even when these kind of students, they're obviously students, they're not your customers necessarily, not directly at least, um, but you're touching all points of the ecosystem. Maybe in a few years when they start working, maybe they think of working at Salesforce even, um, they're working at companies that probably have the need for that scale. I think a lot of that really starts even for Vietcetera, you know, it's, it's a good strategy, not just talking to the top of the pyramid kind of thing, but talking to um, you know young people as well that could be ambassadors or representatives and starting with a useful product, hopefully like Trailhead. Trailhead. Yep. I mean, like I said, they don't even have to wait. They can probably come out right out of school. And if they're Mm -hmm. ready, we can hire them as engineers, as Mm -hmm. analysts. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it doesn't have to be sales. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's so many different things that they can do within the Salesforce ecosystem. Well, let's talk about that, too. Hiring. Um, Salesforce, are you guys hiring? And and what for? And what kind of profiles? How many? Like, what's that? Um, Right now, I'm focused on salespeople. Mm -hmm. So I'm really looking. I'm keen to meet senior salespeople. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't need to have a SaaS background. Mm -hmm. I didn't have one. Mm -hmm. Um, But I need... Uh, confident, entrepreneurial-minded, like, like you mentioned earlier, this is like a super startup. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, right now I'm focused on bringing those type of people on, and I have a few headcount for that. Cool. And what does the whole scale of the organization in Vietnam look like in terms of headcount and people? And- right now it's about 20 people, mm-hmm. but I expect to scale that to double, triple that in the next few years. Wow. Yeah. Okay. What a vision. And just here in Ho Chi Minh City or? No, in Hanoi as well. Hanoi I have people well. in Hanoi already. Okay. Excellent. Well, I think that covers a few of the, the questions that I have for you here today, Bao. Um, any last kind of comments from you that you might want to share for people to better understand what Salesforce is and the vision in Vietnam? Um, no, I just want to thank you Hal, for the opportunity. I think we shared a lot of things today. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited for Salesforce to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, and we look forward to growing with the company. I mean, with the, with the country. With the country. <laughs> Edit. Both. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Bao. Um, yeah, looking forward to all the great things that Salesforce has to offer to digital transformation for businesses um, and, and looking forward to ways to collaborate further in the ecosystem. So thank you for coming today, Bao. Thank and, you, brother. Uh, we hope to see you very soon. Excellent. Thank you. Vietcetra's Vietnam Innovator Series is only one of many podcasts hosted by the team. We also have Have a Sip, hosted by our VP of content, Thuy Minh, as well as the Vietnamese edition of Vietnam Innovators, hosted by Vietcetra's Chief Operating Officer, Ruby Nguyen. Look out for more podcast production soon from the Vietcetra team. You can also check out the video version of this podcast on our other platforms such as YouTube and Facebook. New episodes are out every week. So don't forget to subscribe to Vietcetra's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube channel for more interesting content. Thanks for listening to another episode of Vietnam Innovators, brought to you by our partners, health tech startup GeoHealth. They're best known for their doctor-at-home services, but offer much more than that. If you haven't already, check out their mobile apps on the App Store and Google Play for more or drop by for a visit to their new smart clinic at M Plaza in Ho Chi Minh City.